With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 270 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we catch up with each other and talk about the future of the podcast. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. Hey, Justin. What's up, Mike? I heard that we have some news to share. Yeah, I heard that too. Oh, boy. They're going to listen to this and think, oh, this is a mistake. <laughs> yeah. If you've been on social media, on Twitter recently, this might not be might not be news to you, but uh, I guess talking about it here for the first time on the pod, we, uh, we're joining the Herdat Media Network. Yeah. Exciting times for the Husker pod. So uh, I don't think much is really going to change for the listener. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I guess on the back end here, we'll have a little bit more support, and we're excited about that. You might hear a, a few different ads popping up here and there, but yeah, other yeah. than that, should be should be pretty much the the status quo. Reminds me of the time that Death Cab for Cutie signed to Atlantic Records back in like 2004, 2005. Their announcement said like, "Here's what you can expect uh, in terms of a change from us as a band. Uh, there will be an A." On the binding of our albums. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of implying, hey, you know, what you've come to expect from us is not going to change. This is just going to allow us to keep doing it. And, and I think that that's the big thing that factored into our decision was Justin and I have had several conversations over the last several years about, you know, we've been doing this for a while. We're kind of like the grandpa podcast of husker podcast right now <laughs> no it's so true yeah um and and so uh you know we we've been looking into okay so what does it look like and you, you know we'll, we'll speak frankly about the fact this past season there were a few weeks where we just didn't do it right and um with the resources that herd at has to offer us um they, they they more or less have enabled us to keep doing this for the foreseeable future um and so I'm really excited because it allows me and Justin to focus on what we've always wanted to do, which is just enjoy talking about Husker football with each other and kind of rallying the community around that and including you in the conversation. So, dear listener, thank you for coming along for the ride. Yeah. Well we, put. We made it. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so beyond that, I mean, we'll be talking about spring football before you know it. Mm-hmm. And uh, still kicking around whether or not to do the summer preview series. Haven't done that for a couple of years, but that was always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, and then yeah, I mean that which brings brings me in my mind to fall. And yeah. um, Mike, what uh, where are you at these days as a Husker football fan? Um, once January's over, 
<laughs> I kind of take a mental break, man. I'm not a guy who follows recruiting news left and right. Um, but I will say this much. It is very interesting for the first time ever as Husker fans, we have a coach who is active on social media. Hmm. Because, yeah, sh- sure, there was the complete radio silence. I don't think I've ever seen anything posted by Frost. Did you? I, I can't remember if he did oh, anything. Oh, I feel like maybe like a handful of a year, and they were always, you know, promotional for something. And then I don't remember anything for Riley. And honest to goodness, I think Polini tweeted like two or three times the entire time he was our coach. I don't even um, remember. The, the only thing I remember specifically was there was a tweet where he thanked somebody from a car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's legitimately the only Bo Pelini tweet I remember seeing. So, to, uh, you know, and obviously before Pelini, Twitter didn't exist. So Because Pelini created Twitter. Yeah, he, well, faux Pelini did, I think. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of neat to see all the, you know, emoji tweets and all the people decoding what he means and all that stuff on Twitter and and just in general to see the flurry of activity in terms of recruiting. As somebody who doesn't pay attention to recruiting, it has been interesting to see all this stuff kind of shaken up and, and a lot of, dis- uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of discussion um, about what they're up to, where they're at any given week, what, the, what they're doing. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is that I'm hearing an optimism. I'm hearing a uh, a little bit of a some distance there as you're trying to maybe take a mental break from football. But I definitely am picking up on some optimism. Yeah, I don't know if it's a mental break from football. I think I just like I'm kind of curious about what the XFL is going to look like again. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it it starts six days after the Super Bowl, so. Um, it was really nice for the couple of weeks we had it before COVID shut it down in 2020. So, um, I, yeah, so I, I'm not necessarily like distancing myself from football, but I think just like being a casual fan is kind of where I'm at right now. If, if something cool happens and it shows up in my feed related to Huskers, awesome. But I'm not reading Reddit every day to see what people are talking about. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I am continuing to ask myself a question that I that I think we've we've talked about a few times in the last well maybe just once because we only recorded once since Matt Rule was hired but like this is not the first time Nebraska has had a new coach mm-hmm. and uh, it's not even it's not even the second new coach that we've broke in on this podcast <laughs> you know this is oh the my third, gosh yeah. This is the third go-round for us, Mm -hmm. and I'm just super conscious of the fact that I don't think we've done much sunshine pumping, definitely not recently, Mm. but um, I want to be informed and aware and positive about what's going on, but I don't want to necessarily... I'm 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 keeping my distance. Yeah, you emotionally. and I we're not making uh, bold claims about how many wins we're gonna have this season or anything. No, yeah, we've seen too much go wrong to for me to feel any degree of comfort making proclamations about what I think is gonna happen. It's tempting. It's tempting. You see people, you see people get real excited on social media right now, and and it does look like rules flipping the roster. It does look like he's bringing in a ton of staff. I think I just saw that as 
of today we're recording early February uh, we now have the largest football staff in the Big Ten you know for good or for ill that's that's where it's at and um, so like he's doing some stuff he 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 hired a bunch of his guys and he didn't pay nearly as much for him as he could have um, and now he but now he's spreading that money out with a bunch of staff positions and he just seems to have a really clear vision and um, and he's executing on that and it's not the first time he's executed on his really clear vision. Um, now, having a really clear vision and a track record does not guarantee success, but you know it's something. Mm. So, I, I'm, oh, I guess I am a little excited to see what happens, but I'm going to be guarded, and I'm not going to let myself get carried away with any irrational exuberance, irrational yeah. enthusiasm. What's the word I'm looking for? Irrational delusions of grandeur. Yeah, I mean. I just I always think of Return of the Jedi when I hear that phrase. We are a developmental program at this point. I mean, we've been a great program. We're not now, and I'm just really excited. I want to be excited about watching the process. You know, in the deed, the glory. That's what we're that's what we're here for, and that's what I want to enjoy. And I look forward to doing that with you, Michael. Yeah. For for those of you who maybe come from the. Uh the church world like I do. What Justin's trying to say is he's he's guarding his heart. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. That phrase gets tossed around, and it means different things to different people. But What does it mean to you in the context of football, Mike? It means uh, not drinking the Kool-Aid. That's another way to, to phrase it. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it is interesting because there, there seems to be I mean, like, do we finally have a reasonable amount of excitement where people are excited that there's a new coach coming in and they're excited about what he's accomplishing in the offseason? But, um, you know, just think about when Frost was hired, all the people making these bold predictions about, like, he's going to come in. and Well, I mean, even he was kind of being a braggart about, you know, we're going to come in and shake things up, right? Um, seems like Rule is more of like, like, hey, let's dig in and do the hard work. Um, which, you know, in, in a sense is refreshing, but it, it'd be interesting to go back and see what things were we saying were refreshing five years ago, eight years ago, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I tweeted something to this effect, but when you hear rule and the coaches talk about the work that they're doing, it, it seems so like fundamental to them. And it also, you get the sense that they're surprised that these things weren't being done previously mm. as far as, you know, just putting in the legwork to find the hidden guys. And I feel like every time there's a new coaching staff, um, and again, we can say this as fans yeah. <laughs> and as podcasters, like every time there's a new pod, a new, a new staff, there's like, you hear about the people doing the work to dig up the hidden guys, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you know, we've got success stories about someone who like stopped by a high school cause he was on a trip and had some time and talked to a coach and, and the coach was like, you should look at this guy. He's not, he's being under recruited. And I think that guy's on the team now or he's a, he's a commit. So, um, they're doing all the right things. They're saying all the right things. And, um, you know, I'm not going to wish away my life saying, I wish it was football season. Now it'll be here before we know it. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot, a lot of time between here and now. And there's a lot of change that's going to happen to this team. And, uh, the spring will be interesting because Casey Thompson's, hurt so you've got a, a transfer quarterback that rule really likes who gets to kind of be the number one guy effectively so that'll be interesting to watch and um anyway i feel like we could chat forever but yeah that i feel like that's a good quick update for for where we're at now 
mm-hmm. um, as we join the Herdat Network. So, uh, n- not not to wrap things up too quickly here, but uh, spring game. As of the time of this recording, it is 75 days away. That seems so long right now, Justin. <laughs> I uh, I bought tickets. I'm going this oh, year. Oh, you did? Yeah, I haven't gone for a, a few years. I, well, I mean, I guess probably the last time I went was uh, 2019. So I'll be going with my brother, his kids, my brother-in-law, and I think my, my niece, uh, Eliana, is going to be going to her first uh, Husker game. On, That's great. Uh, you know, in, in April this year. So I am pretty exciting. Still, yeah. My plans are definitely still up in the air. There might be a work tie in. I'm not sure. Oh, so okay. Okay. I, I plan on being there in one capacity or another. It'll be interesting to see how they roll the red carpet out for rule at the spring game. I just remember such a big deal being made about Riley. And I don't even think I even bothered for Frost's first spring game. Cause I knew that place would be a madhouse, but do you think it's safe to assume it'll be a sellout? you think that place will be packed? Do I think it's a sellout? That's a good question. I kind of don't think so. Mm. I think that Nebraska fan fatigue is at an all-time high. And I think hiring rule has excited a lot of people. But it's kind of the people that are going to get excited no matter what. Sure. And yeah. so I think, I don't know if the fatigued fans are one back now hmm. I, I think it takes some wins so my guess is it's not a sellout you think it is you know hmm yeah when you think about it there's probably a lot of people who are like oh no 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 i did this whole thing for frost you got to win me back you know right well i've definitely talked to people who in the last several months who gave up their season tickets or they're planning oh, wow. to not renew here in the next couple months yeah wow you know i yeah i mean You'd think I that they'd at least wait for one year of rule to make that kind of decision, but I well, guess. Well, I know that there's folks who weren't happy about when Frost was fired. I don't know that people will ever, people who disagree on that, I don't know if they'll ever agree on it. Mm. But um, I think this was one of the reasons. It's like that sellout streak is literally, not literally, that's, that sellout <laughs> streak is metaphorically held together with like bailing wire and duct tape and, and, um, yeah, he had to, a change had to happen last season. Mm-hmm. I know 601, our buddy on social media, uh, guests on the show a number of times. He was a big, he was really irritated that he didn't get fired sooner. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, boy. And then you look at, I've got uh, the schedule pulled up. It, it's it's funny to me. Um, this is one of those years where people be like, oh, well, you know. This is this is such a soft schedule. Like we we better win X number of games this year, and you know hopefully for rules' sake that's true. But man, we've got to get over. We have to get over that mindset of there. There are no more easy games for Huskers. You know, like that's true. But you are the co-host who said we had to go to a bowl game this next year. <laughs> I did. You and, did, and. uh we didn't. <laughs> no, I thought you meant this next year. Oh, you mean with rule? Yeah. No, I guess the off season has softened me. I don't think that today. Yeah, you were pretty hard on that. You're like, no, we have to go to a bowl game. And I was like, really? And you're like, yes. Oh wow. I say, I you know, I must have been, I, I must have been uh, on something that night. I don't know. Was I drinking? I don't drink. Shoot, I have no excuse. I'm just an <laughs> I was idiot. Say a water. <laughs> I'm a blowhard, just like <laughs> Tobias Funke. 
Tobias, you blow hard. <laughs> Whichever the ways the wind is blowing, so too goes Mike Harvat, podcast host. Funny thing is, is I must have Arrested Development on my mind because when we started recording, I thought about what's what was his like vocal warm up. He used to like he would go like Lionel licks Letty's leathers or something like that. Oh, like, I don't remember that part, and I remember yeah, it's a lot. very obscure, but. You know, to this day, sometimes uh, drive into my job, I will still use sit on a potato pan Otis as a warm up. So. Sit on a potato pan Otis, sit on a potato pan Otis, sit on a potato pan. Yep. Well, yeah, here we are, man. It's about 75 days from the uh, kickoff of the spring game. Um, I guess to just kind of give our listeners a, a, a heads up of what to expect from us, at least for the time being, is. Um, I know this this kind of takes the place of our we usually kick off this season. Oh yeah, by the way, this is what? Is this season This is season Eight. 9, dude. No, it's a, Oh, is it 9? It is, is 9. This is season 9 of our podcast. Good gravy. Holy cow. Um, we started this thing is, in 2015. Yeah. Yeah, year one Riley. <laughs> this is season 9 of our podcast. We're kicking off. We usually do this to coincide with what is it, the, the signing day or whatever. Yeah, there was one recently. Yeah. Um, and so we'll probably, you know, we'll we'll check in around the time of the spring game, either before it or after it or both. Yeah, um, maybe maybe a little, maybe once or twice during uh, spring yeah. football. Yeah, and then we'll be around intermittently in the summer, and uh, we'll be in weekly this fall. Um, so excited to talk about that. Um, my goodness, that first game at Minnesota. Why? Mm. Why? On a Thursday. <sighs> a Thursday night game. And then we've got some a little extra time before we break in Coach Prime. Yeah, at Colorado in Boulder. That's one way to say welcome to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, man. That's lots of ground to cover between here and there. Yeah. Who knows? So, but uh, really excited to kind of kick off this new era of the Husker Pod. And, uh, you know, maybe this is, uh, maybe this is your first time listening to us. So if you are a new listener, um, because you've heard the, the news of us jumping on with her at welcome. Happy to have you with us, and we encourage you to go back and listen to all 269 previous episodes. Um, got plenty of content all for you there. Let Actually, us know no, what your favorite episode was. Yeah, the first couple of seasons might be kind of depressing to kind of like, like go on that journey with us. <laughs> the the Riley spiral yeah, and yeah, and all that's, that. <laughs> that's true. Maybe maybe just don't. maybe just start listening right now. You can listen to the last season or so to catch up and see what we're like. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and for those of you who are long-time listeners, thank you so much for your support over the years. Um, it's crazy to think there are people who listen to us who have been around since pretty much the beginning. So that's that's awesome. We thank you for your uh, faithfulness in listening. I don't know what the word would be. You're stuck with us. We appreciate it. Stick-to-itiveness with us? Stick-to-itiveness. Loyalty. You guys are like a faithful friend. And we appreciate faithful friends. Oh, hey. Um, just real quick, because we haven't done this in a while. Any good books or movies lately? Oh. Hmm. Um, I did. My wife and I recently watched 
the last year's best picture winner and then the one that i think will be this year's best picture winner i'll put it on the record here so we watched coda which was great about the 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 deaf family except for the one gal who uh child of deaf adults is that what coda stands for oh i think so okay and she wants to be a singer and so you know you can understand where the plot goes from there it was really good but um we watched everything with everywhere everything everywhere all at once mm. and um just so creative and visually crazy and conceptually crazy and uh michelle Yao is amazing doing all these different versions of the same character and uh it uh it won i think it won the golden globe for best picture so i don't know okay, feels like yeah. a front runner yeah i uh that one's on my list i think i just picked it up uh this past week or so um it placed an order for it on bestbuy.com not a sponsor what? by the way um but I was I was getting a TV and then I just threw the DVD in with it. But whatever. I sound like yeah. No, it's really it's really DVD. fun. I'm I'm excited to see uh, the return of the actor who played Short Round. Uh, yeah, his speech at the Golden Globes was pretty inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually I watched the different speeches from the Golden Globes about that movie, and then I was like. I looked it up on the library website and it was there. And so I reserved it. I always get all DVDs from the library folks. Mm. You should check it out. The wealth, wealth of resources. As a Sarpy County resident, I do not have access to a library. Sadly, You live in Sarpy County. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And I don't feel like paying a $75 annual subscription to the Omaha library. So could you do something through work? Eh, possibly. I don't know. I could look into it. Anyway, I saw Glass Onion last night. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, was it good? Uh, yeah. Have you seen it? Not yet. Okay. Um, I don't want to give away anything. Um, I'll just say I think that the first movie sticks the landing a little bit better. But, okay. Uh, but still highly entertaining. Um, and I look forward to more of them. Didn't you say the director did your favorite Star Wars movie too? <laughs> Oh, you mean the worst Star Wars movie ever made? Yeah. Are uh, you talking about... Wait, no, I take that back. Attack of the Clones is the worst Star Wars movie. Um, I just don't like what Ryan Johnson did with Luke Skywalker's character. But that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, I just kind of want to get under your skin there see what would happen. <laughs> it's interesting. Over time, I was a, I was a defender of The, the Last Jedi and... Um, over time, I've kind of come to terms with the fact, like, no, I fundamentally disagree with this story. You've soured on it. Yeah, big time. If anything, I've probably gone the other way. I've, I was uh, maybe initially disappointed, and the more I think about it, the more I appreciate that he tried to do something fresh. Sure, but I mean, like, we can all agree the the Rise of Skywalker is the best Star Wars movie ever made, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that was the worst that, one. That movie's a train wreck. Um, but that's yeah, the thing. say what it's you. An, it's an entertaining train wreck. <laughs> say what you will about Attack of the Clones. At least George Lucas had a three movie story arc in mind. Mm -hmm. Makes a difference, turns out. Well, you know, uh, this is starting to spill over into my other podcast. But I, I made this offers observation the other day. Um, to me, the legends are the true canon. Whereas anything post Disney buying Lucasfilm, that's that's the fan fiction to me, right? And so it's it's just interesting sure. how all the old expanded universe stuff is considered non-canon and it's legends, and it's like eh, I think it's the other way around. Actually. Yeah, no, I, but 
I agree with you. That's how I'm approaching it with my children. Yeah. But anyway, um, this is not a Star Wars podcast. This is the Husker Football Fan Podcast, a.k.a. the Husker Pod. And, man, Season 9, let's do this. On her dad. Woo! Go Big Red, Mike. Go Big Red. Sports Network Production.